This is the Puppy Training Podcast, episode number 20, A Day in the Life of Boots. This podcast is for those looking to train their own dog, whether as a family companion, a service, or a therapy dog, and I'm here to help you every step of the way. This is the Puppy Training Podcast, and I'm your host, Amy Jensen. Hi, everyone. How's your day going? Have you ever had one of those days where you do everything right, but things still go wrong? That's kind of the day I'm having today, I'm going to be honest. So I hope things go well with this podcast because luck is not really on my side today. All right, I want to give a shout out to some people who have given me some really nice reviews. You guys, I am flattered by how many people are listening to this podcast and I'm so excited to be able to help you as you either get ready for your new puppy or that you already are training a puppy that's in your home. So it is super rewarding to me to be able to help you guys. So um, ELVIRA89 left me this. Amy has a gift explaining how to train your dog. She breaks everything down into easy, doable steps. If you follow her program, you can have a really great trained dog. I am a trainer and I listen to her podcasts and videos. I recommend her program to anyone who wants to understand their dog. And even your children can follow her instructions. It's for the whole family. So thank you for that nice review. I really, really, really appreciate you help spreading the word about what I do. My goal is to reach over a thousand puppies this year and we are well on our way. And I owe that to you guys for listening and for spreading the word about my program. So thank you. Okay, so today I thought it would be fun to give you a little a snapshot of a day in the life of Boots. What is it like to be a service dog puppy in training? It's pretty exciting. So and as a trainer, it's fun. I wake up every morning and I'm excited to go to work. I love my job. I love what I do. And Boots is an absolutely phenomenal little puppy. So, but I do want you to realize that he is a puppy, just like the puppy that you have at your house or the puppy that's going to be coming to your house. So today I hope to share with you just things that we do on a daily basis and things that we experience because he's a puppy. So I want you to realize that, you know, dogs are dogs and puppies will be puppies. And we do our best to help them you know, in the training process to do the best that they can do. But inevitably, there's always little mishaps and things that go wrong. But we, you know, try to focus on the positive. Again, that that's my day today, right? Things go wrong. Even everything you, you try to do right, this relates to puppy training. If you try to do everything right, inevitably, sometimes some things will just go wrong. So I do want you to realize first and foremost that Boots is a regular dog. So any service dog you see started out as a puppy just like you have at your house. And it's simply lots of time and practice and patience that we put into these dogs so that they can do the amazing work that they are um, being trained to do. So if you haven't met Boots yet, he is our little autism service dog in training. We're hoping that he grows. He was the runt in his litter, but he's made some great weight gains in the last few weeks. So he, he came with these short, stocky little legs, but he's getting taller. He's now past Bruno in height and weight and size. And that's always a happy benchmark to see when we're trying to get these puppies larger. Bruno, if you don't know, is my 12-pound Schnauzer Yorkie mix. So he's my good little training helper. He plays with all the puppies that we bring into our home and educates them on how to be a well-mannered dog. <laughs> Okay, so let's tell you about Boots. When we first get up, it's about 6.30 in the morning. We get up and we start our day. He's to the point now where he'll sleep in his crate. So I go into my laundry room where the dogs sleep and I release them from their crates. He's even to the point where he'll wait patiently at the door for me to let him out, which is super nice. 
So we make our way downstairs and we go out the door to go to the bathroom. He always goes fairly quickly because it's been a nice long night. And then we go back inside to do some training. So this initial training session, I try to use their breakfast. Here's a little tip for you. I know a lot of puppies, especially if you have a doodle, they're a little bit food picky. So I use their kibble for some of the easier things, but then I get some different kibble. So kibble that's not theirs necessarily. And I always just buy a smaller bag of it and I mix that in so that sometimes they're getting a different kibble and sometimes they're getting their kibble just during the training exercises you might find that they'll work more for their food. So we do a little training session in the morning, Boots and Bruno and I, and we go over things that they already know. So we'll practice our sits, downs, stays, uh, the place command or go to bed. We try to strengthen those things. So we lengthen our stays. We lengthen the time that they're expected to stay on their bed. I start adding in the four Ds where I'm tossing toys across the floor and treats on the floor or the food. Basically, when I say treats, I mean their food. But I toss that on the floor so that they are, you know, have some distractions and some difficulty added in. And then I release them and we work on things like touch or turn, roll. Um, occasionally we'll do grooming in the morning as well. So before I put their food bowl down, I'm using a good chunk of that meal to do a training session. And then I'll have them wait for their food and release them to go and eat their breakfast once I put their food bowls on the floor. So at this point in the morning, we're waking up my middle school or my high school or Boots loves to run into their bedrooms and I pick him up and put him on their bed and he likes to find them under their sheets and blankets and wake them up. So he looks forward to that every morning. I'm sure my kids do too. <laughs> Sometimes I'm not sure how my kids feel about my puppy training, but that's one thing that I think they don't mind so much. At least Boots loves it. And then once they're off to school, Boots and I and Bruno will go on an off-leash walk. Now I live in a rural area, so we have lots of farmland around us, and I happen to live on a dead-end road. So it's nice that I can feel like we're in a safe enough area that I can let my dogs off-leash and we can walk where it's not going to be a danger to them. But I love taking puppies on off-leash walks because we get to practice the recall. I also get to practice rewarding him for attention. So every time he checks in with me, what I mean by that is we'll be off walking. He'll be walking possibly, you know, five to seven feet in front of me. And then occasionally he'll turn his head back and look at me and I mark and I reward that. So the more I do that, then the more he does that. And it's awesome because he's continually checking in with me. And for those kinds of walks, I usually take a natural balance food dog. Hmm, that's backwards. A natural balance dog food roll. There we go. And I cut it up into really small pieces. So it's probably half the size of my pinky finger now. So pretty small. And I'll reward him with one of those every time he looks at me. So he's learned at this point that it pays off and it's super rewarding to look at me while we're off leash on a walk which is nice. So we walk for about maybe five, 10 minutes. Now I have some uh, clients have asked questions about walking their dogs and puppies. Remember that their joints are not fully developed until they're 18 months old. So I'm not taking my dogs on long walks at this point. We're really just practicing getting out and being off leash or on leash, but paying attention to me while we're doing that. And then, like I said, with the off-leash walk, I focus on, you know, calling them back to me, rewarding that behavior, and then we're done with the walk. So most of their exercise comes from just running around the yard, playing games, but I do take them on a morning and an evening walk where they're able to get out and about, but again, it's five to 10 minutes. Um, we're just getting reps in on attention and, and recalls at that point. 
um, good practice for them. But I'm not wearing them out. I'm not taking them around the block at this point. It's literally just down my street and back. So after the walk, we come back to the house and it's time to get my elementary student up. And again, Boots gets to go and find her and get, you know, give her some morning kisses. So he loves that job. So she gets up and then I put the dogs in their crates while I focus on my elementary student, you know, getting her ready for school, helping her get breakfast, those kinds of things. So at this point, we've done about an hour and a half of early morning work. And then I'm putting Boots back in his crate for a little bit while I work with my elementary student and I get her off to school. I do get Boots back out when it's time to send her off because he loves to come outside and scooter with her for her five minutes while she waits for her ride to come. So that's some really good time that he gets with the kids in the morning as well. So next, I like to go work out in the morning. So I do about an hour of exercise, whether it's running or pickleball or something that I enjoy. So Boots and Bruno spend time in their crate while I'm at the gym or doing my exercise. And then when I get back, I let Boots out and Bruno and we go out in the yard and we play fetch or we play tug. We play hide and seek. We do recall exercises. So I try to mix the play in with the training, but I do let them get out and run around and get some of that energy out because they have been in their crates for the last hour. So after we come back in and Boots has gone to the bathroom and I'm fairly certain he's not gonna need to go for a while, I pull out a Benabone or a Kong, some squeaky toys. I give him a nice variety of soft and hard things to chew. And then I section him off in my bathroom. So I shut the door. Sometimes I'll even bring in like an exercise pen and gate off so that he's just in my one little area of my master bathroom. And then he'll just lay down and chew toys while I get ready for the day. So I like doing that. I like that he settles wherever I am and whatever I'm doing. He just gets used to settling next to me while I'm occupied doing other things. So this continues mostly throughout our day as well, because once we're done with chew time, then I like to go do a, a house training session. Now in the email that I sent out today, if you're following Boots, you'll see the pup date and that's kind of the source of my frustration today because it did not save my initial writing so but anyway the pup date that I sent out was supposed to talk about our week and the house training and how I like to do these two hour to three hour chunks of time where I am working and Boots is able to chew or to sleep or to do whatever he wants to do but then he alerts me when he needs to go out to go to the bathroom and so we spend the good portion of our afternoon doing that I'm working on emails or office work, things that I need to get done in my business. And then Boots is downstairs with me. At my office, I've kind of taken my basement and made an office area where I have a sofa and I have a mini kitchen and I take an exercise pen and I've made our area smaller such that he's only able to be in a tiled area by me until he gets really good at ringing the bells. And then I slowly move that exercise pen out to include more and more of my basement. So that's how I start the house training with my puppies as I make their space small until they're able to be successful at ringing the bells and finding the bells. And then I just slowly start to make their space larger and larger. So if you come to my house, you'll see that I have extra size pens blocking off staircases, blocking off, you know, access to carpeted rooms. I have a fairly open layout. So I've been pretty creative in how I use these exercise pens to create smaller spaces when puppies are over. So guess when they come know when I'm training a puppy because there are exercise pens pretty much everywhere in my house. I have a few that I use, you know, one upstairs, at least one downstairs at all times until these puppies grow up and they are trusted in my house, which 
usually is not until a year old. So for those of you who are wondering how long it takes to house train your puppy, it's pretty normal to not trust your puppy until they're at least a year old with your entire house, just because you want to make sure that you're doing a thorough job and they're not sneaking off to some corner. If you're not watching, you know, sometimes we will think that they have it and they can ring bells and let us know that they need to go out. But a lot of times they'll go through that adolescent phase and we get really comfortable thinking, oh, our dog's got this. And then that accident happens or they realize, oh, I'm going to go try to go over in this corner and see what happens. And if we don't catch them and nothing happens, then they are like, oh, well, I guess that corner's good. And then we kind of digress and have to start over in the process. So I'm pretty particular about my puppies, making sure that I'm not getting too lax in my training, that I'm really focused on them and watching them when they're out and about in my home until they're, you know, a year old when I feel like they're pretty reliable. So All right, so we do a bunch of house training in the afternoon. We also, I try to mix that up with training as well. So if Boots wakes up from his nap, he is pretty sleepy around that time of the day. But if he happens to get up and start walking around, we'll do some training um, behaviors and things like that. Occasionally the doorbell will ring and I'll use that as an excuse to go up and work on that behavior. But for the most part, we spend our afternoons doing office time where he just kind of chills at my feet. He's really good that way. He loves to just be in the same room as me. He likes to know where I am, and then he'll just go lay on the cold tile and relax. That's another tip for you guys who are about to get puppies is that sometimes we spoil our dogs with these really soft, plush beds. But I know in Utah when the the summer weather hits and it's 90 degrees outside that my dogs prefer to lay on the cold, hard tile. So... They have nice, soft, fluffy beds. They have carpet. They have places they could go sleep. They always choose the cold, hard tile. So don't feel bad when you put them in a crate that doesn't have a big, fluffy bed in it. They'll be fine. In fact, they probably prefer the cold floor of the crate. So there's that for you. So about 3.15, I'm on pickup duty. So I Boots loves to go for car rides. So I put him in the car and we head over to the bus stop to pick up my middle schooler. We drop them off, um, my daughter and her friend, and then we're back in the car headed to the elementary school where we pick up my daughter and her friend. So we have a couple carpools that we do in the afternoon and Boots loves to ride in the car. So he enjoys that. He enjoys seeing all of the kids. He's not to the point yet where he can get down on the ground and run around and greet them. So we're just seeing them at this point with their backpacks and their bikes and their scooters but he enjoys going for the outing. He likes to get out and he loves to ride in the car. So when I open the door to get in the car, he's always right there at my feet wanting to get in with me. So I do love that about him. I feel like that's a really great quality to have if you're a service dog puppy because they go everywhere with you. So if they don't like the car, you kind of have your job cut out for you to try to make the car a positive for them. But Boots automatically already loves the car. So that's made my job easier as his trainer, which I really appreciate. All right. And then the evening, it gets a little crazy. So, you know, my kids have things that they're involved in. We're running to soccer practices. We're running to games. We have, you know, um, some church activities in the evening. So things are kind of random from day to day, but I try to keep the schedule as, you know, as much as I can consistent for boots, especially. So after we do the carpools, then, you know, he's usually in the house with us. He gets to play with the kids because they just came home and he's missed them all day. We also go outside and play in the yard. We try to do another really good training session around dinner time. So again, I'm using his food at this point, his kibble, and then I'll 
grab like a little handful of maybe the other kibble and try to mix it up. But again, it's not very high value rewards that I'm using. I'm trying to get him to work for his mill. If I need to, you know, sometimes I'm working on a command like place and I'm trying to get it to where I can be further and further away from the bed and he'll still go to it. So he might need something a little more enticing, but for the most part, he's really good to work for this kibble. And then also, you know, a little bit of a different kibble. So we do the dinner time training session slash dinner. And then again, we're out playing. So we like to go outside once the weather, you know, the sun kind of goes down and it cools off a little bit. He loves to play chase in the yard. We play hide and seek. He loves to um, just sniff around and be a dog. So service dog puppies, while they work hard, they also get to play hard and just enjoy being a dog at times. And it's really rewarding when we can just go out and be together. And then in the evening, about 9.30, we're going outside. We're doing another leash walk. I like to do it when it's really cool. Um, in the middle of the day, the asphalt gets really hot. So I try to avoid walks in the middle of the day when it might burn my puppy's paw pads. We're not to the point yet where Boots wears boots, but he's going to wear them eventually. So right now we just walk in the morning when it's cool. And then we walk in the evening when the sun has gone down. And then we get ready for bed. So we do one last potty break. He comes in and chews a bone for a little while while the kids and I and my husband kind of settle down for the evening. We're wrapping up homework and things that need to be done for the day. And then we're all off to bed and we put the dogs in their crates about 10 o'clock, 10.30ish. It just kind of varies. That's kind of our goal for, the, for each night. And then we start over the next day. So with that, occasionally, and I try to do this, you know, five times a week. So it depends on the day, but we do an outing. So I put boots on, his harness on, his vest on, and we go somewhere. Today, we didn't do any outings except for the carpool, but We've gone to places like the pet store, the vet office. We've gone to Walmart several times. He's gone back to school shopping with us. He helped pick out outfits for school. Okay, I don't know how much he really helped, but he came with us. He's gone to uh, drop off at soccer practices, soccer games. He's been to, you know, multiple other stores. So we try to get them out and about where they can see what's going on. Again, he's not down on the ground running around yet. That'll make it a lot easier when we do outings. But for the time being, I carry him in the stores. He rides in shopping carts. So we have a little mat that we put on the shopping cart so that it's soft for him to sit on. And he, for the most part, has enjoyed all of the outings that we've taken him on. So we do get them out and about to see things and hear things and smell things that are different from our home environment to really prep him for the work that he's going to do. All right, that's a day in the life of Boots, you guys. It's not too exciting. It's pretty normal. Um, we do deal with all of the puppy behavior, such as the biting, um, the occasional accident in our home. Um, he tries to pull on leash a few times. But when all of these things happen, we do exactly what I'm teaching you guys how to do. So the biting and the nipping and the mouthing, I use a no, uh-uh. And I replace it with a bone or a chew toy. And a, a tip for that is if I just give my puppy a toy, you know, if I give that to Boots, he might chew on it for a second and be like, okay, I'm done and come right back at me. So you, what you can do is pick up the toy and hold it and just hold it in one hand and give it to him. So he's biting on the toy, but you're also engaged with him. He really wants to play with you. So if your puppy is coming at you and biting you and nipping you and mouthing you, he's trying to engage in play. And instead of punishing him for it, just get a toy and hold it and play with him. So, you know, we don't want him to bite you. We want him to bite the toy, but holding it, I think, makes a big difference. So if you have a puppy that's biting or mouthing, 
um, always coming at you, try that. Try holding the toy and just wiggling it around every so often to kind of engage him on that and then not letting him get your skin. So you're just constantly putting that toy back in his mouth. So we deal with that. He's getting much better. He's 16 weeks tomorrow. Um, actually, today I think he's 16 weeks. So he's gotten much better. I know the first couple of weeks your puppy comes home, they are very mouthy. So you just have to keep replacing, keep replacing. And it is a phase. They'll grow out of it as long as you don't make it a game and make it rewarding to them. So introduce those toys, teach them that they can chew on those and they can't chew on you. Um, You know, we deal with the occasional bark. So when Boots and Bruno wake up, Boots wants to play. So he'll run over and try to tackle Bruno and do a little play growl and try to get him engaged in play. And Bruno's usually not the happiest dog in the morning. He's not really a morning guy. Takes him a little while to wake up. And so I'm splitting them. I'm, I'm doing lots of walking between them and in interrupting that kind of behavior because it, you know, Bruno doesn't appreciate it and Boots doesn't get it. So it's called splitting. You can do this if your puppy's trying to play and engage with your children and you don't like it or if he's trying to engage and play with another dog in your home and you don't like it, but you simply just walk between them and interrupt that play. So We do our fair share of that. You know, Boots is a puppy, so he likes to chew things. Occasionally, he'll try and go sneak a flip-flop and run away with it or a sock that my child left out. Or, you know, he'll find something on the floor inevitably. A tip for that is you just trade up. So as soon as I see he has an object, I don't go straight to him. Instead, I go grab something that I know he'll like. So it's either a piece of freeze-dried liver or it's a piece of hot dog or it's a piece of turkey, something that's yummy, and I know that he's going to be excited about. And then I simply say, drop, and I let him smell the yummy thing I have in my hand. He drops the sock or the flip-flop or whatever it is. I give him the yummy treat for dropping it, and we go on our way. So we're doing everything that you guys are doing with normal, you know, with your puppy. Um, Boots is a normal puppy, just like every other dog. Um, He just has an important job ahead of him. So we're working hard to train him and to shape him into the dog that I know he can be. And I hope that by sharing our experience, you can see that you're doing a fantastic job with your puppy. You're doing fine. Just keep at it. Stay patient. Stay calm. Stay persistent. You can do this. And I know your puppy can turn out a well-mannered, calm dog, just like any service dog that we train. All right, you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. Happy training. And I'll talk to you next week. If you have a question about anything you heard on this podcast or any other puppy training question, visit my site, baxterandbella.com, to contact me.